Can we start? And at long last, we have returned. We're back. Yay. Yay. Or boo. Depending on who you are. <laughs> it's, it's been kind of crazy. Yeah. In, this, in our neck of the woods. There was hurricanes and stuff. Hurricanes and power outages. And... Quick journey to Oz. Yeah. But here we are. We're back. And as promised, um, back in October, although it hasn't been released yet, and it'll probably release the combo episode. Wow, are we behind. Oh, I am so behind on everything. How, how many episodes how many, are out there? I'm not going to answer that question. So, like, more than five? No, we're not that far behind. Oh, see, we're not that far behind, then. All right. We're less than five. Go team. Until tonight's over. I was going to say, will this episode make it five? And then there's, but... like, seven, right? No, well, this will push us to four, and then the next episode will push us to five. Oh, there we go. But, um, hopefully <clears> it'll be lower by the end of the week. You're a former Special Forces major. Hoo-ha. Yeah. But, um, tonight we're talking about, as uh, Diego mentioned, uh, a probably the most famous French science fiction film in America, I would say. Since I don't know any others, I'm going to go with yes. Um, The Fifth Element, from 1997. But an English French science fiction Oh my god, I can't believe at this point film. that it's that old. Uh, yeah, I, not to be telling, but I, I graduated from high school that year. <laughs> wow. I'm not going to say what grade I was in, because you're going to get sad or angry at me. You were seven, so pretty yeah. low. Yeah. God. You were... Like an idea. <laughs> it was not an idea. It was a fully formed person child. If you can call a seven-year-old that, sure. Per- person child. Person child. Yeah. Okay. In any case, the fifth element, which was randomly picked. Who suggested that, by the way? Oh, this is actually the film that caused me to make this list. Oh, okay. Because I remember it came up, like, when we made the list, I hadn't seen it. Right. And then when it was randomly picked, I had watched it, like, the day before. <laughs> yeah. So I've been ready for this for, like, a month and a half. I've been ready for this forever. This is because you you not seeing this film bothered me. <laughs> it it really is kind of weird that you hadn't seen it. Like it's just I don't know. It's just like on TV all the time, and I feel I feel it's just the like judging. No, no, it's not <laughs> it's judging. It's just for a long time. It was like big in like the two, like late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Well, it's more I, just confusion that like your paths had not crossed at I this think, point. I think we proved with the list that there's a lot of that going around. Yeah. I guess so. This is like so up your alley. I enjoyed it. Of like good action. Spoiler alert! I enjoyed it. And it's like the, uh, like the maybe the last the great action sci-fi film in my, my mind. I don't know if there's been anything. No. Maybe well, first contact maybe the other one, but I think it was '96. I'd really have to look, but that seems really off. That there's there's no way that's true. Great, great action science fiction? I don't know. Like, I don't think there's been any other great. I, I suppose it depends on your definition of great. I don't Probably. necessarily think that this movie was great. I, I think, think it was a really good movie. I think it's because it didn't start out as great, but it's become great in that time span. Why? Because people liked it. People liked it, and it's with still the of time. Like for instance, let's see, just off my top of my head, like just looking on Google to see what a release year this was. Ninety seven. Ninety nine. The Matrix. Yeah. Science fiction, action, uh, revolutionary. I think I have less love for The Matrix. The first I, I think I in think general there's less love for The Matrix. I think that was been, been kind of anchored by the, the rest of the franchise. All right, but if you just look at the original movie on its own merits, it was a huge movie and still continues to be. Mm-hmm. I will stand corrected. And I think that's the tip of the iceberg, but that's all I have like in me to look up right now. But I do think that this was a fantastic movie. I, I did not expect it out of the French. The French 
I'm just saying. Wow. You don't get a lot of movies that, like, French, from the, like, that come here, and I, I don't really connect them with science fiction. French sci-fi is kind of an interesting beast that, um, that has a pretty deep history, and we're, there's some of the stuff we're going to be covering within the Dell that is, I think, a little more... Can you give me some? Uh, I think like, the, one that, the biggest one I think that is, like, very, you know, in my mind, connected to French sci-fi is uh, Heavy Metal based on the magazine Metal Her Launch. Oh, see, there you go. I didn't even know that was a French um, It's based focus. on a French magazine, just kind of, but it takes a lot of elements of French science fiction. Hmm. I don't think I realized that Heavy Metal was a French magazine. Yeah, I'm not the only one. <laughs> well, especially when you have like, stuff like Mobius at the end in the last um, short story in that film. All right, you're not going to blow my mind even further. Right? Barbarella was American-made, right? I want to say yes, <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if it was French. There's enough nudity and sex in that film. Ah, uh, science fiction. Ah, uh, the French. French science fiction is essentially woman has sex with robot alien blank. Cab driver. That's for, yeah. That's for alien robot blank. Blank. Wow. You're that's... an alien robot wank. Oh no, no I felt that coming. Wow. <laughs> it is a French Italian science fiction film. Is it really? Yes. Awesome. So I no, totally it's... called that. <laughs> My mind is blown. Yeah, French and Italian that entirely means nudity and sex. That's all that's not, that European science fiction is, I think. Good to know. I mean, this didn't, like, I mean, yeah, Milo Jovanovic was hanging out there at times, but it didn't seem particularly, like, horribly no, nudity. It's, it's, it's not, it, it has more than just, you know. This is a very intelligent film, I thought. Okay. But in any case, it's, uh. But what is this film even about? <laughs> there we go, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We're, already breaking, <laughs> we're already breaking our self imposed rules. Jess, would you like to? Um. Okay. Oh. oh. Yes. Yes? Yes. Okay. So, uh, there's a supreme being, and, uh, she is, is reanimated, and, uh, from, like, DNA or something. And Bruce Willis is a cab driver, ex- a military ex-cab driver, who helps her complete her mission to obtain the other four elements. A stones, which represent the other four elements. Uh, the four classical elements, you know, fire, wind, earth, water. Yeah. This is not my best explanation. Uh, <laughs> You're getting the base of it. So, uh, and they have to uh, obtain the stones, which are kind of missing right now, and then figure out, I guess, how to use them, because there's a... Great evil. There's a great evil, which is literally like the... I think he's like the embodiment of evil. Well, they do, I, I, like I, an I, evil I, planet or It's capital dark G, matter. capital E in the article. Great evil. Oh, okay. The, the character or the entity that's called the great evil. Yeah. Sort of that like biblical sense of evil. Yeah. Almost. That's all you need if you don't want to really be spoiled about the movie. I mean, yeah. Fine. Yeah. yeah so there, there's evil. She can fight the evil, but they have to find these stones, and Bruce Wills helps her. And Chris Tucker's involved somehow. And and, and Chris Tucker weird. is involved somehow. And, and there's an opera. There's and an opera. Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis. And Bruce Willis is an action hero. And again, I will stress for those of you who like that kind of thing, Neil Giovanni just kind of hanging out all over the movie. A little bit, yeah, yeah. As much as she can. <laughs> But there is no nudity in the movie. There is. Yes, there, there is. is. When she's first rea- like, belt, she is nude. Really? Is there yes. is there boobies? Yes, you can see her nipples. Okay. I don't remember that. I don't I'll go remember back either. And check. <coughs> Just to be sure. You can totally see nipples. This is what our reviews become. There were uh, seven nip slips through the headings, and they're really looking for the nipples. <laughs> Maybe that's what the audience is looking for the, the nip count. Really? Someone always is. Is that, is that what we're doing? Isn't there a website for that? Nipcount.com. That's the entire premise of, like, <laughs> crappy slasher films and crappy horror films. Crappy slasher film drinking games. That was actually, like, a plot point in 
knocked up? Isn't that a, like, have you ever seen that movie? Well, yeah, because they're trying to make a website, website that actually exists. In yeah, life. yeah. All right, anyway. <laughs> so that was the, that was the, re- the, re- the non-spoilery recap. So. What makes this a awesome what makes this sci-fi a movie? Awesome sci-fi movie. Right, and you said something I, I, I want to trace back, Vincenzo. You mentioned how it didn't start as a great movie, but became a great movie. Yes. I, I want you to. You mean like the beginning of the movie kind of no, sucks, no, no, or I mean, to like. The way the, the film's gone is that it didn't, I mean, it did well initially, mm-hmm. but it's not been forgotten. Like, it's built up audience over time, sort of like being constantly on TV. Okay, so, like, it wasn't success- necessarily it was, incredibly successful at, it, at it, first. It did well. It did very well in theaters. Hmm. I, 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 saw it. I have an issue with that, though, because the way it sounds like you're saying is a great movie means that it's a movie that's popular. It's a movie that, that remains talked about. Definitely. I, I don't know that I agree with, like, a movie should be based on its fans so much as its content and whether it is actually great or not. Well, I think, like, it, well, I think that the film speaks to its its power, especially when you look... We were at a film where this is a 15-year-old film now, and people are still talking about it, still looking at it as something to, to watch. It, 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 it hasn't faded over time. I, I still... And it has a way to identify. Not necessarily declare what to identify, or to, like, seek out great films. I don't know. There just There's a lot of cult films that I don't see as great, but that people, you know, obviously disagree with me with because they're cult films, so I don't... A know. lot of cult films yeah. are not great, but they're... But they're, see, that's the thing. You're describing that, that phenomenon as to making a great movie. I, I don't... But see, I think Culpin has a really small family. This is not how we, I don't think it's a particularly small group anymore. I think it's... We talk about it as a, as a sci-fi film that has, you know, remained talked about in a larger sense that people will still say, you know, important sci-fi on this will always get listed. Hmm. So why? Why is it so good? What makes it so why good? Why did it get better? It gets better, I, and I think, almost entirely because it didn't get forgotten because it didn't use computer effects. Which I think would have really hampered this film. And it did a lot of work with practical effects, practical makeup, all of those things. That's a that's a good point. That like keep a film from aging. Yeah, it, it doesn't like you you don't really look at it and think, man, those special effects are really or those compute those computer graphics are kind of they they're kind of crappy now. Like well, in twenty years, how they do the car flying scenes then? I believe that was CG. Okay, but I believe but a lot of other things. You know, all practical explosions, practical makeup. These are things that make it look real and stay good. And you know, it you don't it doesn't cheapen over time. And a lot and the problem with CG and even some practical effects that they you can tell when a film is made just on what the effects are using. Fair enough. And yeah. you can't do that with this film particularly easily. There are other you know time identifiers in it without a doubt, but the the visual effects are not one of them. And I think it also is you know a good story about good characters, good setting that make it a solid film. It was, and I'm not saying this in a negative way. It was a very formulaic story, and I like that. It was it was exactly what this kind of story is. You know, it was world saving boy meets girl. Mm-hmm. Like there were there were formulaic elements that make a story good. You had some sort of love interests, and you had good plot points. You had good versus evil. The lines were very clear cut. There was there was no real gray in the movie, which can make for a good story, but traditionally in this kind of sense, not. It was like it. What I, it's an action movie, mm-hmm. but it's also a sci-fi movie, and I think that that has really helped it too. Like it appeals to a larger audience. Like people who are really into just kind of action movies may not pick up a sci-fi movie because there's too much of the techie talk and. Yeah. Yeah, but there's not a lot of that in this movie. But it's also not such a blatant action movie that there isn't a lot for other 
for people who aren't really into action movies. I don't really consider myself as somebody who's really into action movies, yet I really enjoy the action in this movie. I agree with that. I mean, I think those are sci-fi we don't see as much anymore. We don't really see the large-scale space opera sci-fi setting as much. Hmm. Is that what you consider this? The setting, at least. Not as much the storytelling elements and the story style, but we do have, you know, space travel, different aliens. I'm also just going to say this, because no one else is. It has fucking Bruce Willis in it. And this isn't Bruce Willis in, like, a role he's just doing. This is Bruce Willis in, a, in the roles that he's made for. Job he was really... Yes. He was really good in this role. You know, it, he was funny, but also, like... Well, you don't usually get to see him be yeah. really funny, but he was in this. But, like, not, like, like slapstick comedy kind of funny. He's, he was very deadpan funny, and he's, I don't he's know. He's funny the way that, like... He, it's, he, the movie is genre savvy. Like it knows what you do in a sci-fi action adventure story, mm-hmm. and it does those things in the right way. Like remind you of something, or it was a funny joke version of it. And he his performance of that like over the top, like kind of washed out cab driver. Mm-hmm. He does it really well, and he knows. And, like, he's playing it totally straight faced. Yeah, but the way the film is, is it becomes a comedy it's- sometimes. It really is a very similar character in my mind who is John McClane role, and he does those roles very well. Now, what do you what do you guys think about the level of absurdity in the movie? Because there is a, a, not 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 absurdity in the fact that like there are flying cars and like oh that would never happen or or blah blah blah, but like I just mean like like the Ruby Rod character and the. You know, the... the, the Emmanuel's John Emmanuel Zorg, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Baptiste. John Baptiste Emmanuel, Emmanuel Zorg. And just, like, some of the characters are absurd, and some of the clothing is a little absurd, and what do you think about... I think that's a genre, folk, uh, like a piece. I, I just think that, that goes with the genre. Yeah. Do you think that it, it helped the popularity of the movie? Do you think that it Absolutely. hurt the popularity I, of the movie? I, I think if you have a distinctive look, mm-hmm. you, if I can, like, you can look at a shot of this film, and know it is this film. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of times you could say, yeah, it's some film from probably around, like, 2002. But you'll be able to go, oh, that's clearly the fifth element. You know, yeah. Obviously not. I think but, the, the the very iconic costumery is also, yes. like, worth noting. Like, you, like, if you see somebody dressed up as Lilu Dallas, or, not Lilu Dallas, Lilu, mm-hmm. but, like, well, you... Yes. Lilu Multipath. Uh, if you see her dressed... Yes, he if you see somebody dressed up, like, you immediately know, like, what that's from. Well, that, that I think, helps any, you know, good science fiction film is that... Or not necessarily science fiction film, but, like, if, like, fantasy and... If you have a distinctive look, mm-hmm. that will keep your film alive because it just is so... It, unique looks are something that I want to see in films. I want to see films that try crazy different things. It, it creates kind of a... It's almost like... It, it almost has the effect of, like, a logo, even though it's not. Like, it's just something very simple and immediately recognizable. In a way, it is a logo. Yeah. It, because of that. And I think that it's important for movies now more than ever, if they really want to be lasting, to not just copycat off. And that's what this does. I mean, it has very unique imagery, and whether they're hokey or not recognizable characters. And, like, I forget which one of you said this, I think, many, like, a couple minutes ago. No matter who is cosplaying is this thing, you know exactly what they're cosplaying. It was just actually. Okay. Yeah. That's but, okay. You know, I'm getting older. I can't keep Sorry. my memory. Sorry. But if you saw that, like, white, like, shirt, the orange strappy thing, like... Or, like, I forget what... 
orange Willis hair. Like, people would immediately... Didn't Bruce Willis have, like, an orange weird get-up? Yeah, he yeah. had, like, an orange tank top at one point. Like, any of Ruby Rod's costumes. If you... <laughs> I feel like even, like, the stewardesses on the, on the cruise. Like... You would immediately, you like, look at that and you would like. know what it's from. Yeah. The world doesn't look at the modern world at all, mm-hmm. although it kind of does with its New York. Well, I don't, that's what like, this movie stands out to me about more than, what was it, Minority Report? Mm-hmm. Where it's just, like, all the, all, all the advertisement and, and all that stuff, where this is, this just stood alone and it, it did its best to separate itself, while at the same time maintaining things like you have to have, you have a cab driver and everything. And New York still feels like... New York, did she horrible? Our, our idea of New York. Yeah. Well, whatever New York, whatever like, it actually is, but moving New York will have to always be the same in my mind. Like, that weird 80s New York. <laughs> like, clearly Times Square should have, like, prostitutes in, in any movie. No matter what time period it takes place in. No, I concur with that. There should always be prostitutes in New York. In Times Square particularly, like... <laughs> that'd be, like, pre rugiai in New York. Well, of course, before you ran them all out of town. Oh, well, we just moved out of Times Square. You don't have a basement in New York. You don't have an apartment. What basement do you have? My mistake. Um, but in any case, though, what did you like best about the movie? What honestly, I, I what I like best is the, the the action elements. I think the the costume design, the alien design, the, the design aesthetic is really what. It's got a fantastic design aesthetic. Yeah. I mean, from the, from the very beginning, you see the Monachiwa just you know waddling in in those big penguin alien costume suits. Like you know that this film is doing something that you, you don't see everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you and we've talked about a lot of sci-fi films in this already, but I think there's been very few that just look have their own look mm-hmm. so much that they stand out. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I think what I like most about it is is really the comedic timing of the film. Like there are some parts that are just. I mean, it's a film, so they obviously have the the, the, the means to perfectly time it. But whoever, so many films fail. Right, right. But whoever, whoever you know was in charge of that part of it really did a spectacular job of just making everything like really like give everything every line like that little bit of punch. Like like uh, there's one scene where there's a bomb and Zorg walks up to the bomb and uh or no sorry he uh there's one scene where Zorg kind of uh the music changes and it becomes more dramatic and Zorg just looks up and he says I know this music let's change the tune and like it's just so it's kind of meta and like it's almost fourth wally breaking but it's not like cuz it's just something he's saying <sighs> it's so it's so cool like there's just <laughs> such like a little punch of okay just like a wink i don't know it's so good <laughs> I would say that my favorite part of the movie is um, the chemistry and the playoff ability of Neil Jovanovich and Bruce Willis. They have a very good comedic dynamic relationship. It's comedic, but you can still believe that there's some sort of, you know, romance side to it. Hmm. Uh, I definitely like, I, I, I like those intro scenes, like, you know, when he tries to kiss her and she's just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that was probably my favorite part of it. I always got a Razzie for this role. Really? Yeah. Which is, really? That's, that's kind of Polish. I, I think it's kind of sad because, like, I think she played the role she was supposed to play very well. Yeah, but it's it's, it's a weird, awkward role. Mm-hmm. Which is also nominated for a Saturn Award for uh, Best Supporting Actress. Well, but, she spends like yeah. nearly half the movie unable to talk, unable to, to speak English, and then the second half speaking bad English. So, but she does that really well, though. Like she, she plays the like fish out of water child god thing really well. Yeah, so it's kind of. But yeah, that was definitely that was my favorite part. And I don't know 
I, I think I would have, I think I'll abstain from a least favorite part because there wasn't any part that I really didn't like. There's, there's no part that I don't like, honestly. Is there any part that I don't like? But yeah, that's definitely a challenge. Like, it, it, it's surprising for a two hour film, there's usually something that drags. You know, or, you know what? You know what? Um, I, yeah. No, I have to. There it is. <laughs> well, one, the, about one thing I can say, and I don't know if it's because most of the time that I've seen this movie is like catching it on TV, okay. and I just miss the beginning all the time, but I never remember how the movie begins. It, it begins very awkwardly. Yeah. So, I guess if anything, like, that is the, the like, weak point of the movie, is, like, the very, very, very beginning. It's cable syndication. But, like, you, you don't, like, I have no idea how it begins, and that's fine. Like, I have no idea right now if Lilu has been dead for, like, years, or, like, a couple of days when they reanimate her. I don't really know. And it doesn't really matter. I don't think anyone knows that part, actually. I think that's never explained. Like, I I know that there's, like, a ship and something, like, with her people in it and something crashes, but I don't know if that happened, like, a million years in the past or, like, Like last week. five minutes before that. Like, I don't know. Like, that, like, the great evil, no, no, the aliens destroy her ship. Uh Uh-huh. And the Earth goes and retrieves... What they can. The entry was very jarring uh, for me, just because it was, uh, yeah, it takes place in the, not past. the past. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it, I just can never remember, like, but, the de- the specifics of what happens. But I don't not like it. I mean, it's not... No, it's I don't no not like it either. It's, it's by just... no means a perfect movie. There's just nothing I can really point at and go, ah, I don't like that. There are things that could be done better, but I don't think it has any weak parts. No, no, I think it was a pretty strong film. It surprised... It didn't do too badly, Box no, office. It did, it did well, well, the box office. I think it tripled its take. It was a ninety million budget, and they made what so far two hundred and sixty-three million box well, office. Well, it's just box office. Who knows what it's on like DVD and you know two hundred sixty-four. Yeah, I feel like who knows how many times it's been watching TV. A lot, apparently. Oh, yeah. Why do you, Why do you think there was never any kind of none that I'm aware of any push to make like the Fifth Element two or oh there was a Fifth Element video game at there one was. point, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. It wasn't, I, I think maybe it's because we weren't in that phase yet, which I don't necessarily agree with that phase. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy. That I, I'm really happy there's no sequel. Yeah, no, this film, I, but like, like, I, know, I feel like it would get weakened by... Like, I agree. Like, like other movies we've mentioned. Yes, this. like The Matrix, how it's been shackled by its franchise. I guarantee you that if The Matrix did not have a part two or part three, it would be much higher on sci-fi lists. Yeah. Yeah. As it is, it got confusing. <laughs> Yeah. And, just and stupid. What I would like, I would like to see more, um, I could see an anime or cartoon in the, in that, this reality. I could see another the, video the game. The Ruby Rod show? The Ruby Rod cartoon? The Adventures of Ruby Rod? I would think a Ruby Rod, like, nighty talk show. Oh my god. That'd be kind of cool. Like, even if it was just, like, one season? <laughs> but I could see, I could see that kind of thing, but God willing, they'll never be a movie, and they probably won't remake it for another ten years. I hope they don't remake it. You know they're going to remake everything sooner or later. Eventually. Look around to it. But in any case, that, that's my final. I, I give it, you know, two appendages up. I give it a recommendation. Definitely. I would. I, if someone was looking... I give it a strong TV. recommendation, yeah. Jack. If you're looking for action sci-fi and haven't seen this, watch it. Um, if you were looking for action sci-fi and you have seen it, you're Anyway. Highest ranked on the Delft so far in my mind. And and just to confuse everything. Oh, there we go. I'll use a completely different rating system. Awesome. I will give it four and a half out of five stars. Awesome. You gave it two appendages. You gave it a recommendation. Oh, so recommendation. I'll just throw in a completely new. I think that was my point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we never rated a film before. 
I feel picked themselves. I felt it necessary. Oh, okay. I, I, I did like this movie. I'm glad I watched it, even if... Like, the list made me watch it. So you'd say that this movie was... Oh, you watched green. it before you... Well, I watched Perhaps it before... super green? Sure, I guess. <laughs> what is going on? I don't know. Um, but I will say, I, I watched it before we picked it on the list. Yeah. But I watched it because it was on the list. Right. So, like, it's... The Bell still enough. made it happen. Yeah. In any case... Oh, what's the next one? Uh, the next one is from the 80s, The Last Starfighter. A film where we can see some not well-aging CG. A film I haven't seen since, I don't know, I was six. Yeah, probably. I'll get ready for nostalgia, uh, torpedo. 